It's time to check in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living. We take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. The Concierge for Better Living will help informed, intrigued, and interested listeners like you make better choices for yourselves and your loved ones. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents The Concierge for Better Living with your host, Doc Rob. Hello and good day. This is Dr. Rob Streisfeld, Doc Rob, your concierge to better living at CannabisRadio.com. Also found on iHeart and so many other great platforms. This show is about education, promoting good information, and supporting a better lifestyle today, tomorrow, and our future. So it's you know one of those things where you know there's so much going on. The summer's hitting. I just came back from New York. A couple of interesting cannabis and hemp-related conferences. Got to hear what was happening specifically in the Northeast. Got to see something about some information about research on industrial hemp out of some of the universities in New York. Very exciting stuff. Uh, I'm I'm super you know jazzed about where we're going and how things are evolving. And you know for me everywhere you turn and you probably know it all the listeners out there everywhere you turn you're hearing about CBD you're talking about growing for CBD you're talking about formulating for CBD you're talking about getting benefits from CBD. But I wanted to you know take this time today as, as, as a doctor, as a scientist, it's very important for people that I recommend products to or I talk about things to that have scientific background, scientific validation. We want to be able to say, you know, this is, makes sense. This is why it happens. Um, this is how it happens. And this is why it's going to benefit you um, using as much scientific validation. So it, it's my pleasure today to bring in uh, our guest, um, Dr. Odomosu from Elera Healthcare um, out of Pennsylvania, doing some great research. So, Dr. O, thanks for joining us on the show today. Um, great to have you on. Thanks for having me today. I'm very thankful that uh, you have invited me uh, to your show today. Thank you. Well, it's my pleasure. And one of the things that we talk about is there's a whole bunch of you know paradigms and different perspectives i'm a naturopathic doctor i love the whole plant i love the herb i love using different herbs and 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 botanicals together and yet you know some say oh well that's a bunch of folk medicine but a lot of it's been scientifically validated um your background from my understanding is coming more from a pharmaceutical and and research development side which i love some people think that just because you're into natural plants you can't love the science and the validation what is how did you you get involved with cannabis and what are some of the things that you know just give our listeners a little background what are some of the things you're focused on in, in your research currently thank you once again uh, i think uh you know if, if i'm not wrong close to 80 percent or more of the current ph- uh, pharmacological options we have today came from natural products i'm old enough to remember the shift uh from you know focus on natural compounds to more of the computation chemistry around molecular targets for a very specific uh, biological pathway in terms of, you know, finding a molecule that addresses a specific pathway or mechanism of action. But if we step back to that, and then for eons and eons of years before that, we've depended on natural compounds to give us uh, therapeutic effects for different ailments across the world, across millennia. So for me, it's, a, it's rather simple. Um, the combination of what we do today and what we know today does not stem from something that is completely, that came out of space. We've depended on nature for so long. And if that be true, then I say to myself that whether I'm in the, you know, what you call the conventional pharmaceutical space 
or they emerging pharmaceutical space as we know it today, um, it is the same thing. We are looking to understand uh, this plant. We're looking to understand the very unique chemical uh, uh, properties, the targets, the numerous pathways that are uh, impacted in the body by the um, by this uh, cannabis plant and its family and its family members and so and for what we know, we are still just beginning. So for me, uh, I cut my teeth in uh, classic biochemistry and came down the path of drug development in the pain space in the pharmaceuticals, but quickly emerged with a focus on targeting how do we reduce the side effect profiles for drugs that are intended to help us uh, do better. So with that in mind, when the opportunity to participate in the licensing in Pennsylvania came along, I said, sign me up. And uh, all of that has happened uh, since 2017, when Ilera Healthcare became one of the first vertically integrated uh, grower processor dispensary license orders. I like to say a lot that Ilera Healthcare is the true first Pennsylvania conceived and Pennsylvania born uh, medical marijuana platform. And uh, our, our mission is simple. It is to improve the lives of the people we serve, the patients being at the center of what we do. I think that's great. I mean, you don't hear, and not that it's a bad thing. I, I love the states that are coming on and setting up good programs and having good companies like yourselves that really have a, a purpose and intention, um, not just a big flash in the pan, but really to have some kind of impact on a, on a medical and healthcare side of things. Um, Pennsylvania is one of them. Uh, Connecticut's doing some stuff quietly, you know, and, and I like that. Not as, as big and flair as California or Colorado, but, but quietly serving the people and there's so many different areas that cannabis-based therapeutics um, have potential of impacting. Um, you mentioned coming from pain. Was that something that you originally drew your attention to? Obviously, there's a lot of things that cannabis works on, but how, how do you feel, how do you see pain fitting into this uh, opportunity? Thank you. And, you know, we have so much to learn from, uh, I call them the big brother states or the big sister states like Colorado, like California. I happened to be, uh, I went to uh, grad school at the Loma Linda University School of Medicine, uh, which is in Southern California. So uh, that's where I started. And my, my personal cannabis story sort of started from that. Again, right, California became a state where you could access uh, medical marijuana or marijuana through uh, a doctor's recommendation. And I happened to be raised, you know, class, you know, the classic non-troublemaking, you know, mm-hmm. you know, conservative Baptist, Nigerian-born uh, a kid who came to school in America, went to college, didn't get into trouble, went to grad school, and didn't get in trouble, was doing well, and quickly became uh, aware that I was dealing with clinical insomnia. Um, when I say clinical insomnia, it wasn't like I went to a doctor, but uh, it need, I need not be told that by the day three of not sleeping, and I started to hallucinate and I was seeing things and I talked to, because I'm surrounded by doctors and they said, well, maybe you need Ambien. It was very natural, right? You need Ambien. So, you know, I, I, uh, a friend of mine said, oh yeah, you know, we can help with that. I got that, used it and it got worse. And another friend of mine is who had been, who had gone through some life experiences that ultimately led him 
to using cannabis to manage some of the pain and sleeplessness and some of the underlying issues he was having. He said, look, just said it casually, try cannabis. And I said, get behind me, boy, get behind me, Satan. You know, are you trying to get me in trouble? And he said, no, hear me out. We went on to talk about it. And by the end of that day, convinced me to speak with a doctor. I went to a doctor, told him what was going on. I got uh, my recommendation and used cannabis for the first time at the age of 26. And I, 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 I tell the story of this. So I said, I went to, I closed my eyes and I thought I had just closed my eyes for about five minutes, but I had slept for about eight or nine hours wow. and my head was clear. Now as a scientist, I say to myself, right, if truly the scientific process is to probe a question, you might have an a priori thought, but then you let the science lead you to it. I could not ignore what I had just experienced. And I started to ask questions. And even when I took my first job in the pain space, <clears throat> the company was called Iroko Pharmaceuticals and we were working on proprietary formulations that addressed the side effect profiles of pain meds, especially non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, the renal, the cardio, the GI effects. And that fit well within to you know what had become now my thought process about managing pain or managing conditions with less side effects. The side effects I experienced from Ambien could have led to something really bad. Oh, yeah, the I've numbers are staggering. Mm -hmm. Exactly, right? You've seen it. The numbers are staggering when it comes to pain, from opioids to uh, narcotics that are used to manage pain. Are there options? And the question I ask doctors, I say, is this. When it comes to pain, which is very subjective, I say, we were all trained to think a certain way. If you were to find out that there was another option or there were better options out there, is that something you would at least consider? I'm yet to meet one doctor who has said no. It's yeah. More, the, the classic answer is most doctors say, well, there's not enough evidence. And I say to doctors, I say, well, how about we join hands and work together? Pain is something that is, underlies a lot of conditions. And whether it's inflammation, or the consequence of other uh, presentations like cancer, right. pain is general in a lot of cases. And we are all treating something, oftentimes pain. So pain is very dear to me. I learned a lot about the pathway of pain. So when, uh, yes, so uh, the long route to that simple answer is, it is personal, it is dear. It comes down my, uh, what I've learned as a scientist, as a pharmaceutical um, as a student of the pharmaceutical process, and we see it across almost every state that has approved cannabis for a therapeutic uh, 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 as, as, a, as a therapeutic option. Now, I, I think you're right on point. I really appreciate you sharing your personal experience with it. I think as someone you said, you came from a very conservative, uh, well, well-behaved, mind your manners. Do your, <laughs> and, and I get it. My mom was very, you know, it was funny. I had a little bit of both. I had my mom was very conservative, a teacher, very hard -lined. My dad, on the other hand, was a little bit more of a rebel, did his time, <laughs> with stock, you know, and all that stuff. So I had a little bit of balance, but I always... I kind of, I guess, feared my mom in the sense of wanted to do right, wanted to make her proud, not want to break the rules. But yet, you know, when I got into cannabis, it was also medically personal and for my digestive health and for my own issues. And then even trying to convince her in her, you know, you know, um, 
later times, like when she was going through terminal cancer and in pain, I was like, this is a woman that was so against it, but given some information, given some opportunity to understand this, uh, this medicine better, she was willing to try it and found relief. And it was a safe relief. Yeah. It was reduced side yeah. effects. It gave her peace and comfort. And I think that that's for me, I've seen that firsthand uh, multiple times. And, and again, myself, my family, uh, clients and patients alike. So again, thank you for sharing. Yep. We're going to take a yep. quick break. Uh, this has been awesome. We're going to come back. I have some more questions. I have some other areas of interest of yours I know we share as well. So don't go anywhere. We'll take a quick break. This is Doc Rob, your concierge for better living here on canvasradio.com. Here with Dr. O from Alera Healthcare. Uh, we'll be right back at this message. The concierge for better living will continue in a moment. Cannabis industry professionals want to gain some new leads? Make genuine business connections and get premier brand exposure? This is your opportunity. NCIA's new industry socials are coming soon to Portland, Maine, New Jersey, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Miami. Sponsorship opportunities available. Register today. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA free and lead free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Register before May 1st for an early bird discount of 50% off now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Join us for the 2019 U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo August 3rd and 4th in Miami. Register now at usccexpo.com. Expo.com. Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living only on cannabisradio.com. And we are back here today with Dr. Odomosu from Elera Healthcare, having a great conversation about, you know, listen, this is science, this is medicine, this is detail work that we want to have understanding for. I go to, I'm not sure if you're a member, if you aren't, you should try to get there, the ICRS conference, uh, International yes. Cannabinoid yes. Research Site. That's where the research, the scientists, the PhDs come together and share their insight. And they may not all be pro-cannabis, but they're all pro-understanding. And I think that's really key. Um, another area that I've been working on throughout my career, and um, something that sounds like you're working on from my understanding is... Uh, I've worked with autism and autism spectrum disorder, primarily because I worked with gut health and probiotics in the early stages 15 Mm -hmm. plus Mm -hmm. years ago. Um, I used it through food, fermented foods and cultured vegetables and things of that nature from cultural diets. So to me, I've always been part of this autism community. 
seeing the impact not only on the children of improved nutrition, improved plant-based medicine, and, uh, and reducing inflammation, things like that nature, but I've also worked a lot with their parents, the caregivers of these children, and I think they're often neglected in the way they help they have to manage their stress and anxiety and sleeplessness and their own discomfort for the for the betterment of their child or children. So I, I think that it's a great area to be focusing on with cannabis in general. Um, so tell us a little bit about this hope uh, formula, hope project that you've been working on that is specifically focused to that audience, if you don't mind. Thank you. Um, you know, like like you said, you know, the science sometimes takes us on journeys that we are sort of bound by both morality and by conscience, and if not by anything else, by curiosity, to at least pursue. One of those for me was the day I got a call from um, a reporter uh, here in Philadelphia area, Melissa Jacobs, who said, I would like you to spend some time with this parent. Her name is Erica Daniels, she's what we call a, an, an, an autism mom, an autism parent. And, you know, I obliged. And this lady and another friend, Brooke, who are both autism mothers, walk into um, our space. And that day, our focus took an additional direction, which was we had to work with her and the Hope Grows Network, which is a, a network of um, that she she presides over, and their focus is to help through research, education, and partner and partnership to help to improve the lives of both the individuals on the spectrum and their families. So she runs a lot of programs and uh, patient assistance uh, programs, uh, education awareness, as well as they were part of the. Um, Safe Harbor program that Pennsylvania enacted a few years ago that allowed, that put autism spectrum disorder and allowed them to go access cannabis medicine. To hear Erica's story and how she, at the danger of being possibly criminalized, right. decided at a wit's end to give her child medical marijuana and record it years ago. And what we were able to capture was a real time response to uh, of, of the human body to medicine and even speaking to you now my 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 you know i get tight in my throat because it's so touching because i don't have a child of my own but god help me if my niece or my nephew was going through what leo was going through or if my aunt or my sister or my brother or my cousin was erica and I, my resolve changed in me, and I went to our, our management, and I said, we have to help. And we began. And hope is a result of, first, true partnership. Because for me, who's never had a, a direct um, um, a line to autism, autism is, is just one disease, right? It's autism. But to people living with it, and to uh, people that understand it, it is a spectrum disorder for which there's no particular cure and there's no silver bullet. So I quickly learned, and because we partnered with Hope Grows, we learned that there was not one formulation that we could do today that could address it. But could we possibly add another 
set of options to help the patients. And that's what we did with HOPE. Over months of research together, working together, uh, doing a lot of uh, small surveys in terms of like taste palettes, non-cannabinoid related, trying to understand, we learned a lot of even un, what you call unintended findings about taste preferences within people with autism relative to those of us that are, what I learned now, you use typical, atypical, understanding neurological and, and, and non-neurological clusters of symptoms and how we sort of put them together. So we came up with two solutions for now that hopefully two things we wanted to address is one, help the people of Pennsylvania who were going to Colorado, Nevada to say, hope is here. How can we provide solutions for you now that our, our state is licensed? But also to be able to now continue to learn, open up the dialogue, destigmatize, you know, for families who were in the shadows, who are using medical marijuana off the street to say, hey, it's okay. You have a family member with autism spectrum disorder. Here, you know, we're not allowed to make those specific claims to say we created this for or this treats that. But this we are able to do is to say that we are adding to the options that are available for people uh, who are dealing with autism spectrum disorder to add to their bucket or their box of solutions and, that, and that's, hope, thanks to Erica, that's, that's what we did. And that's really what people look for is options. I mean, there's no uh, one size fits all, like you said, it's a spectrum disorder. Yeah. And even in, in, in health in general, I don't, you know, for me, I've always looked at it personalized and individualized medicine is, is our future. The more science, yes. the more data mining we collect, we'll be able to fine tune for an individual's specific needs. I remember going to a cannabis genomics uh, conference in Harvard a couple of years ago, and it was interesting mm -hmm. that you know, for some children with epilepsy were given CBD, it seemed to remedy it quite significantly. But for a couple or a couple of random outliers, they got exasperated. They got worse. And exactly. Exactly. They're saying, exactly. well, CBD is supposed to be good for me and it's supposed to work. Yep. And, yep. And, and that's something that we have to keep diving in. And that's where I really believe, and again, and I'll say it not in a negative space, but as much as I work towards preventing diseases and promoting well-being and health, you know, we need to be understanding where the disease pathways occur, the physiological breakdowns yep. occur, and how yep. the different components yep. of the plan, you know, can can support our efforts to, to improve health, regardless of the individual in front of us or whatever age or condition. So I think that's really You're important. Um, no, I think it's great stuff. And I mean, it's wonderful to have that opportunity uh, for you guys, especially in, you know, in Pennsylvania, to work with medical cannabis, to be able to, to do research, to be able to work with groups like uh, Hope Group and, and Autism Spectrum. You know, these moms are amazing. I've worked with them oh, for, for many years from digestive health with my mentor, Donna Gates, from the body ecology diet. It goes way, way mm. back to, you know, to so many others being part of Autism One and so forth. But you know, this is something that needs to be addressed, and and I think it's great that you're you found a group that and you can work with and are are having some impact. And again, I applaud you for that because that that's a challenging demographic to work with, but something that needs to be addressed. So, um, thank you. Our, our, our work has just begun. Now we're getting calls from Michigan, from other, uh, from BC, from even Colorado. Uh, you know, from states that are bringing on programs to say, hey. How can we partner with you? Is there uh, opportunities to do technological transfers into our programs so that our patient populations can also start? And also what that does is it expands the knowledge base, right? You know, we can bring in 
you know, experts, you know, expand the dialogue. And hopefully one day now that, you know, my sleeves are literally folded and I've jumped into this, uh, you know, it's only just the first of so much that is our first foray into an indication specific um, uh, look at how cannabis can help us address uh, some indications and autism spectrum disorder being on the list in Pennsylvania gives us an option to start. And I thank um, Erica for knocking on our doors, I say. Awesome. Yeah, those women will knock, beat down the doors for the children. I applaud them <laughs> everywhere from the animals of Florida to you name it, all yep, the groups yep. out there all different conditions I, I again i i always give shout out to them they're they're just an amazing bunch you know? and again the dads too i mean don't dismiss the dads they're right there oh yes oh yes I, oh I yes say, i i, I, I yep yep <laughs> it is it is it awesome. is it well is, we're is. gonna take a quick break now we're gonna finish up we're gonna come right back with dr oh i'm enjoying this tremendously so i hope you are as well out there listeners don't go anywhere i'll be right back at this quick message this is doc rob your concierge for better living here on cannabis radio doc the Concierge for Better Living will continue in a moment. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Register before May 1st for an early bird discount of 50% off now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Join us for the 2019 U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo August 3rd and 4th in Miami. Register now at usccexpo.com. Expo.com. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 gardens centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth, cheap skin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z.com. Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living, only on CannabisRadio.com. And we are back once again. We're going to wrap up a wonderful show, another episode of Concierge for Better Living. I'm Doc Rob, your host. I'm here today. Um, we're talking science. We're talking chemistry. We're talking impact with Dr. Automosu from Alera Health. You know, again, Pennsylvania is, you know, a lot, a good, a lot of research out of Pennsylvania. Um, I love the Northeast in general. Me being a New Yorker, um, we're actually setting up a project right now, uh, you know, for research and science stuff in the uh, in uh, Western Sullivan County in New York, which is basically 
not too far from the Pennsylvania border, in fact. So perhaps we'll have to do some uh, conversations about collaboration as well. But um, this is something that's great. I know you've commented a lot on different aspects of products and formulations. Uh, one of the other notes I have here, which I wanted to touch on, is um, I, I laugh because my, my uncle is a pretty well-respected dentist in New York. He went to school in Pennsylvania and Harvard, so that whole yeah. Northeast. And, you know, we talked about, we've battled about fluoride. We've battled about different things. <laughs> Again, just it's respectful bat, you know, bantering. It's, you know, professional respect. But, you know, now we're talking about how does CBD and cannabis impact oral health? And, you know, I, I've used things like um, silver hydrosol, an amazing product called Argentin to improve, to address uh, oral health in the past, other natural products, and now I'm introducing the potential for CBD. And what is your thoughts on you know the opportunities with just CBD and oral health? If you'll give me a quick synopsis, it, it, it's just endless. Uh, and I'll be quick about this. I think it's endless. I remember as a child, one of the first things when you you know you're brushing your teeth and they say, "Oh, it's bleeding." So you say, "Oh, it's uh, you have inflamed gums." Okay, if that be the truth. You know, and your gums are inflamed. There is uh, the, the the information is out there on the on the on on CBD and inflammation. So if only if that was the only point we sat on for a second, if there is an impact of CBD on inflammation, then is it conceivable and actually realizable that by adding it, just like we added fluoride, and we uh, and we, we we there is record, real record of the impact of fluoride to our dental care or oral care, that CBD can help with the inflammation that happens in the, in the oral cavity. As not, not just that, but again, there's so much in the mouth, down the gut. The platform of my scientific research was on dendritic cells. So if you think about the lining of the gut, the dispatch of cell signaling that happens there, and all the inflammation and inflammatory response, if there's an opportunity to be able to aid that, enhance through the impact of the endocannabinoid system, then I, I say we should explore it. And so one of that being, you know, adding that to, you know, whether it's a um, mouth wash or, or toothpaste, I think it'd be very interesting if we can study that as well. I like it. Yeah, I think there's always going to be, I mean, I've looked at the oral cavities, uh, again, like you said, to the digestive tract, to the immune system. Um, there's so many, it's all connected. And, you know, the endocannabinoid yes. system, as you know, having a large center of receptors you know, in that digestive tract, those dendritic cells and so forth, yep. it, it seems to be a great, obviously, we have to look at delivery systems and bioavailability. But, um, you know, I, I think it's it's such a, an exciting part, you know, as a researcher, as a scientist, and for myself as a marketer, a product formulator brand developer you know I, I love to sit on this fence because I love to build a brand I love to build a quality product a great formula that works but I have to have the science behind it it's it's not everyone does that Absolutely. I'll have to be honest with you There's a lot of companies out there just throwing stuff in a bottle and not really putting science behind it but when you have that scientific validation the efficacy and the additional ingredients to support the formulation you you, you talk about something that's really good to put out there and put on the shelves or put in the doctor's hands and, and I'm and I, I love that opportunity here um, yeah and, and that's what we do at Lara healthcare I said it simply when I was brought on board is I would, you know, some people call it anecdote, uh, through uh, the chairman of our board, Osage, gave us another language. He said, anecdote seems, makes it sound distant. But when you call it empirical experience, that is, this is, this, these are things that people are experiencing today. 
So let's not make it sound like it happened a thousand years ago in a, in a distant land. Through empirical experience, we are gathering real life data that is informing how we're formulating whether you know it's cannabinoid ratio combinations, full spectrum or, or reconstructed terpene, whether it's a non-natural or natural or ratios, are allowing us to develop unique combinations that, are, that we're starting to see impact. And that's what we've done at Ilera Healthcare and through all of the other projects. And I'm very happy that I'm leading our team to, to use science to really you know, help us understand how these cannabinoids and the other um, rare and popular cannabinoids and terpenes function together to help, to help us. It's the least we can do. It sounds great. I'm excited to connect with you, Doc, and love to hear all the good stuff you're working on. And I know it's just the beginning. We're going to hear more coming out of Alara Healthcare and the work that you're doing. Um, super exciting. We're going to post, um, when we post the show, we're going to have your link to your website. Is there any other resources or other information you want to share about Alara before we sign off today? Uh, again, I just want to say thank you. Uh, our website is alarahealthcare.com. We're based out of Pennsylvania, but through our, uh, we also operate the license uh, at, uh, in, in the state of Louisiana, one of the two licenses, uh, through our partnership with Ilera Holistic. And uh, the, you know, those are avenues that we are using to really push the boundaries. We're working on our, our strategic research and development across the world, uh, not just in Pennsylvania, through partnerships you, that you may have seen online. We continue to ask people to support the conversation and explore the science. And to that, I say thank you. Thank you for having me, Doc. No, my pleasure. Thank you for supporting the conversation, getting on today and sharing with us insight on what you're working on. And again, this is awesome. This is why I do what I do. This is why we love this show. Thank you, everyone at Canvas Radio for helping with the production of this and uh, all your listeners out there that tune in on a regular basis. Share this conversation. Get some other people to tune in. If you have someone that you think should be a guest, let us know. Reach out to me on social media. You know how to reach me. I'm Doc Rob. This is... CannabisRadio.com. This is your concierge for better living. Wishing everyone all the best in health and happiness. Be well. on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.